want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, welcome. <sighs> welcome to another edition of the Taz Show, a non-live edition. Not my fault. Seth is here. He can explain. But welcome to the show. Thanks for downloading at uh, the world-famous iTunes or Spotify or TazShow.com or TuneIn. All those other ones. Play.it's gone, right? Dead. Dead. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, even though it's funny, I saw a commercial running on one of the CBS Entercom uh, accounts for Play It. Of course. Mm, good just stuff. In, just in case. Way to go, digital team. <laughs> so, uh, we're not live yet. Good talk a little raw. Special guest in a little while. Oh, the great queen of extreme herself, Francine from EC Dub. An original EC Dub uh, alum, for sure. Old friend of mine. The toughest girl you're ever going to meet in your life, Francine. Uh, she's not on many shows, but she's going to be on with yours truly here in a little bit. So you guys are going to love it, jobbers. <laughs> and uh, I'll talk a little bit about Raw in a second or two. Uh, why are we not live, Seth? Um, we're not live because we suck. True. Why, yes. What? When are we going to be live? Um, um, thurs- um, Thursday? Um, um, uh, Thursday. Feel like Thursday. We're at uh, 97.6%. people here keep their jobs? Um, well, the new company took over, so they probably won't for long. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't want to see anyone lose their job, but I need people to do their job, especially when it affects my audience and me. Well, you never did the job. But no, that's true. But most people <laughs> are not complaining that we're not live, which I'm happy about. I mean, people are just happy we're giving fresh podcasts out here. Snow- throwback Snack is over like Rover. People love the Abbey versus Bruiser Brody. We did Flair Garvin uh, the week before that. I did that. Uh, one drop in uh, la 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 I'll tell you on Thursday. Uh, I'm not going to tell it now. You know what it is. I do. I'm going to stooge it off. Is it a good one? It's okay. No, come on. <laughs> no, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's pretty. It's about as good as you can get. It's not ultra old school. That I'll tell you. No. It's not. No. Oh, it's no. Not, it's I'm not, wrong. I say, no, no. Oh, this one is old school. Yeah, I, was say, I thought I said you something else. It's not black and white. <laughs> no, this, this is old school. It's not black and white. You're right. It's ultra old school, but not ultra. Anyway, some of the, a couple of the best of all time. Let's say that. Yeah, anyway. yeah, that's right. So, uh, gonna talk a little raw. Not a lot of raw. Just some raw. Uh, some some of the news going on, the wrestling business. Some of that stuff that's happened. Uh, first, uh, uh, I want to say I got to be careful because uh, I had a little uh, issue where I parked my car the other day when I was going to do my show on CBS Sports Radio. Taz and the Moose, 6 to 9 a.m. every day, National Radio, Jones. Eastern. Big Shot City, that's right. Uh, yeah, and I parked in a, a spot, an area. Sometimes I drive in if I don't have the car service ring me, you know. Uh, big timer, you know what I mean? Big You time. like to drive. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, yeah, so I... Um, my old friend Al Dukes, you guys remember Al Dukes, yeah, he's the producer of the Boomer and Now Geo show. He hacked me many times. He has a couple of podcasts here. He's trying to get over uh, with the same platform I'm on. Well, he doesn't do what I do, but he tries. But I love Al. I see Al every morning. We're friends again. That's nice. Yeah, we, we hated each other. For, well, I hated him. He said, I never hated you, Taz. I, well, I hated you, Al. And uh, <laughs> that's really it. So he, he's obsessed that I eat Uncrustables in the morning. Like, he thinks that's hysterical. I love Uncrustables. The peanut butter and jelly? What yes, of course. Yes. Like my peanut son. Butter, yes, little kids. Yeah, so um, I told my partner <laughs> in this one spot. He goes, dude, you got to move your car. And I'm like, what? There's one street over here, one corner, one block, I should say. He told me the story I wanted to share with the audience. It's very funny. This has nothing to do with wrestling, but I have to tell you the story. So, ha! Dude, this is a true story. He had a problem on this one block around the block from here, from this building. There's rats that are infested on this one particular block for some reason. And his call wouldn't start one day. Oh, no. Because he opened it and there were two rats chewing up his timing belt under his in his engine. They were eating the timing belt. Wow. Rats. Yeah, that's insane. They can digest that timing. I belt? don't know, bro. Rats are tough, I, aren't they? I just I just wanted to tell someone that. So I I, I really that's really it. Uh, now I'm never eating lunch again. Yeah. Now. Thank and you. on a side note, uh, let me get some topics here. Uh, congratulations to Goldberg. There's no segue out of rats eating a timing belt. <laughs> Congrats to Goldberg on his 2018 Hall of Fame induction by Triple H and, Sh- and uh, Vince McMahon. So congrats to him uh, to well, go into the WWE Hall of Fame. What's your opinion? I mean, obviously Goldberg was 
tremendous, super successful. But what was, what was your opinion of Goldberg as, as a wrestler? And you know, hmm. he was in his prime when I was in my prime, and and I got to say, he you know he um, he la 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 he locked down a certain corner for himself, where he became a household name. Uh, for quite some time with one move, the jackhammer, and an entrance. He was all interested in the jackhammer, then he started working after that. And the undefeated streak was actually my good friend Mike Tanay's idea. And, um, wow, I didn't and know that's that. a true story. And so the thing is, you know, um, he had that going from him, which was very successful, and really not just put him on the map, put, made him a major player on the map. So I have no flags thrown. I think he belongs in anyone's uh, Hall of Fame, especially WWE, because they want to, you know, they just used and pushed him before. You know, he was the champ, Universal, Gimmick, Schneebitz, all that. And um, I guess he's back in good gracious with them or whatever reasons are. But no flags. He deserves it. He's earned it. Uh, I, I knew Bill a little bit, not a lot, because I was in ECW. He was in uh, WCW. But then together in WWE, I got to know him a little bit. Always was a great guy. Always a professional gentleman, uh, nice guy. Uh, I respect him. A uh, hell of a football player in his day in college. Um, played for University of Georgia. He played for the Falcons too a little bit. I think I he might he play did. a little bit for the yes, Falcons too. So um, you know, real athlete. Um, but yeah, no, I got no problem with him. He's not. Look, you're not going to say he's going to go in there and he didn't have matches as good as uh, Arn Anderson would have. Uh, you know, or Ric Flair. He wasn't that style of a worker. But he was a money worker. His stuff drew money. He knew what he was doing, and and he got over. And I give him credit. His last match may be one of his best <laughs> against Brock. Good point. Yeah, Good and uh, point. I was thinking real real quick too about uh, Goldberg. Did WCW they made Goldberg? He's a star. Did, who else did WCW make as a star? Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, uh, they made they made a lot of guys. Uh, Booker, I guess. Well, Booker had, uh, he was already he was already had. He as a singles, a but maybe yeah. as a tag team, he's already a well. I would say guy. maybe Booker. Booker had a lot of success with the Harlem Heat gimmick, but you know, beforehand, yeah, uh, in Texas and then in WCW beforehand. You know, Booker, I, I, I got no problem with Booker being, you know, considered made by WCW. Uh, who else? There was a lot of guys. They they'll they'll try to take credit or Bishop or whoever for the Luchadors, and that's not true. No. That's an ECW thing that started there. Um, as far as in America, you know, on TV, uh, giving those guys a platform, the Luchadors, uh, WCW made a few guys. I think the NWO is obviously was made under that tutelage. And, no, and, the, know, yeah, but those guys were made guys. They were, yeah. but the character with Eric and these other guys True. pushed into character. That's all I'm saying. Like, I think WCW, I think of that. Scott Starner, you know, he was a made guy with, with, with Rob, with, with Rick, you know, his brother, and, and, um, and so much success in the NWA and, and well, you know, Latin into WCW early years. But then Scotty, the big bad booty daddy, you know, he became a huge star as a singles guy. So, you know. I guess from scratch, yeah. Goldberg's from scratch, guy, yeah. it's tough. I mean, from I, the power plant, from right? From power plant. Diamond yeah. Dallas Page was working a little bit before that. But Page is definitely one of those guys. I'm sure there's other guys. Um, tough to think of the top of my head. But, yep. uh, but congrats to Goldberg on that. Uh, well deserved. Um, also... Uh, Raw 25th anniversary is next Monday, right? Correct. So it's a big deal. So they're doing that, uh, what are they doing? Some of it at the Manhattan Center and then some... At Barclays. In Brooklyn. Right yeah, there. I think that you'll have the legends at Bar uh, Manhattan Center, I imagine. A lot of divas they just announced, too. Tori Wilson. Oh, I didn't Ma know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, was it Goldberg's uh, not Goldberg? Was it Goldust's uh, wife? What's her name again? Oh, God, I just drew a blank. That's uh, Terry Reynolds. Terry so. Reynolds, yep. Yeah. Uh, Bunch of uh, Kelly Kelly, they a bunch of them. Oh, nice, yeah. good, good for them. Um, they're happy for all those people. J.R. King, I guess, will work and call some of it. I'm sure they'll call from Manhattan Center. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, because Cole got beat up last night, and mm. uh, so there you go. Yeah, welcome to how you think as an insider in the announcing world. So maybe J.R. King calling the whole show. Oh, jumping ahead, Braun threw him like 40 feet. Yeah, Braun's very strong, <laughs> he's very powerful. He just pushed over a semi, he pushed over the cab of a semi. Did you not watch Raw? I did. I love Braun. Ah, so, yes. <clears throat> um, so Cole, got to keep an eye on that. Got beat up. And, you know, I don't think he could be too happy about Jaron King calling uh, the 25th anniversary of Raw. Why would he? I mean, Cole's in the seat now, and he's been in the seat for a lot of years, had a lot of success. Um, frankly, um, you know, I, obviously, Cole and I worked together for a long time. I respect him immensely. Um, I don't see him staying with WWE. Uh, for the next seven, eight years. I see him getting out of there in about two, three years, my opinion. Hmm. Oh, no, I'm not kidding. I believe you. He, it's a grind. He's been there a long time already. <laughs> been there a long time, puts up a lot of shit. 
And he doesn't get the credit. A lot of shit. He doesn't get the credit and the, like, you know, the, you know, as the guy who's been there so long, you know, like the, no. you know. And, and they treated him like a piss ant last night. And and that's a problem. No, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Get on your knees, beg the guy not to hit you, and then he throws you into a bunch of people. And then you have the Tom Phillips come in and then call the thing. You know, that's a problem. That's a problem. Cole's not the type to sit and complain. He, he won't say nothing. He, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a workaholic. Everybody knows that. That's kind of public knowledge, and it's it's true. Um, and he has power there. He's in charge of the announcers, but he didn't decide that he should get beat up. <laughs> no. Unless he has something going on in his, his private life, I don't know, and he needs some time off. I doubt it. I think the timing of it is very interesting because next week is the Raw, and they announced before this last night's Raw in San Antonio that Jaron King would uh, be doing something at Raw. So, um who knows? I look. I frankly, uh, nothing physically happened to Cole so bad that he can't be there next week. Uh, honestly, nothing happened to him physically bad that he shouldn't have called the rest of the show last night. He got thrown into twenty guys that were waiting for him, and he didn't hit the ground. He didn't, you know. Those guys I, got hurt more hurt than he did. Yeah, he, you know. So you know, he was safe. I, I think he could have, but they didn't want that. They wanted to look. No one's going to tell you this. I've talked about things a lot of times that no one talks about in WWE. Okay, I'm going to be honest. And you got to put an explicit gimmick on this show. Yes, sir. Okay, because I'm going to curse. You already did. Thanks. Well, yeah, yes, I did. So, (laughs) I don't want to curse. But here's the thing. I have to tell you. WWE does things, and I've mentioned this a little bit in the past, on past episodes of the show, my show here, that they do things with announcers and they play games. And and Vince and these guys, or Triple H, there's a little, they like to play these little stupid ass games and they take advantage of, of, of the guys. And they, they've done it to JR. They've done it to try to do a little bit to Joey Styles. They did it to a little bit to JBL. Michael Cole, a whole bunch. They did it to me a little bit. But the play by play guys, more than the color commentators, it's the stupid little shit that they do and they think it's funny. It's like high school little pranks. And stuff like this to rib the guys. And, and because you're a broadcaster, you're not going there to get beat up and to get Braun Strowman throw you around or have Heidenreich dry hump you on a wall like they did the coal, you know, years ago. Ew. Stuff like that. Like, you know, you're not, you know, but this is, this is, we've seen JR do the, the, the whole bunch of stuff he didn't want to do. That's just, that's that's the, the, the big baby faces you guys think WWE is? They're not, <laughs> okay? It's stupid little shit that they do. And it's now being outside of it, I could say, because you could have other people do podcasts that cover WWE or go and do a radio show covering WWE, and most of these guys want to get back in WWE. I don't care about WWE. I don't need to go back in WWE, nor do I want to go back in WWE. If they want to put me in their Hall of Fame, hey, that's nice. If they don't, that's fine, too. After a lot of my comments, especially this one, they probably Probably not gonna, and that's fine also. I sleep like a friggin' baby at night. Like a little baby! <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. EC3 is no longer in TNA now. Yeah, nice segue. Yeah, so, uh, way to go. smooth, uh, smooth. You know, Lashley this, too, huh? What's going little, on? They said by February 1st, you know, EC3... Uh, EC3 I, is, uh, I think, NXT bound, my friend. And um, it's funny, you and I had this conversation uh, at the end of 2016, top 10 wrestlers of the year, and I had EC3, and I said, um, I said, I see him going to WWE and being big. You said, well, he's been there before. I said, well, whatever he was missing, he found it. And I think like he really developed in TNA, and I I, I see him like on, on level with The Miz. I think he has that potential, Oof. not right out of the box, mm. but I think he has that potential to be that guy. That, that, that His aura has that potential. Yes. His presence has that, which is important. His promo skills a lot different than Miz, but he's he's very at the EC three is very good on the mic. His in ring work is is strong. It's not great. I think Miz's in ring work is very strong. That's just my blunt opinion. But I'm a fan of EC three. I've always liked him personally and professionally. I have no problem. Any success he has, he's earned. I have and no problem with and it. I just think his mouth will, will take him places too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Any. This sound to me like this was his choice because I think he was signed. His deal was signed till like the end of the summer. They let That's him what go. I heard. Yeah. Well, no, he right. He, he asked to be right. let go. So mm-hmm. I, I always said out here, when guys want to leave, girls want to leave, no matter where you are, nobody wants you in the company if you don't want to be there. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Um, because it, it, you, you don't want to. No one wants somebody with them that, that that they don't want to be with them. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. Uh, you know, that's 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 just it. You know. And what, do you, what would you guess about Lashley? You think he's back to WWE? I think he wants to focus on MMA. I mean, he has so many choices. He can do whatever he wants. 
Uh, I think he, I could see him back in WWE. I think it'd be great, uh, epic thing with him and Brock. Oh my god! I think you could do that and just go go there. And uh, him and Braun too. I mean, like there's, so, there's a lot of matchup possibilities for him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I definitely think so. I definitely think so. Um. Yeah. For sure. <sighs> what else? Uh. Yeah. So EC3. Yep. Lashley. Yep. Yeah. That could that could be pretty cool. Yeah. I would, I would love to see it. And uh, we didn't talk about Paige too. Yeah, I know. I was going to get to that right yeah. now. That horrible thing. You know, she got kicked uh, from behind on her upper back by uh, Sasha Banks. I think that was at the Nassau Coliseum. I remember tweeting about it when it happened. People saying how dangerous. Sasha's dangerous, yada, yada, yada. Nah, stop that noise. Uh, it was unfortunate what happened. And what, what happened to Paige, and I'll explain it to you real quick. It was a whiplash. I mean, she got kicked in the back. Her head jerked back. Very bad, and that's why that happened. You know, these girls, even though they're tough and muscular and they're wrestlers, um, they're still not 230, 240 pounds. If you kick someone in the back and their head whip whiplash like that, is you know, if they're a guy who's thick or built, who's got some thick traps and neck, you know, the neck's trained, uh, that's probably not going to happen to them. But someone who's smaller uh, in, in statute, in, in physique, a, a female, that could happen. I'm not saying it can't happen to a guy. You see it happen in the NFL all the time. But those guys are going full speed to try and like destroy you. you know? Also, she's come up with a history of injury. She has a history of neck injuries. So. True. Yeah. So there's some weakness there. You can't blame Sasha for this. Trust me, guys. I saw the thing. I'm not a fan of anybody doing moves to someone when you can't see the move. So if I was Paige, I wouldn't have wanted that move done. I wouldn't have said do this. Um I don't, uh, you know, I think that you got to be careful when you hit some from from behind, because you don't see it coming. Um, that, that's a that's just my opinion. I've hit guys with clotheslines from behind sometimes. Not a fan of it. I've been hit from behind a little bit, but you know, you got to you know, clubbing blow to the upper back's different. You got to be careful with that. I've watched Sasha Banks work long enough. I met the girl once. Don't know her from a hole in the wall, to be honest. Met her one time. Watched her work a whole shitload of times. Uh, I don't think she's dangerous one iota. So uh, I think she's a very talented worker, and it's tough for her mentally to deal with the fact that some people might blame her. And I'm sure social media being as mean as people are yeah. and how tough guys are on social media, they're going to rip her, which isn't cool, because she doesn't deserve that. Um, um, it's yeah. a t As you know and you've experienced, it's a it's not games. It's not playing games in there. It's a tough, uh, tough business. People get hurt. Very, very serious business, mm -hmm. and and it's a dangerous business. Um, and it's to be taken serious. That's why guys like myself get offended when people say stupid stuff about the business that don't know. But most wrestling fans that listen to wrestling podcasts and wrestling content or watch wrestling, they're smart. They respect the business and respect the guys and the girls what they do. Guys, real quick, a little business deal for you right now. You know, my good friends at Rocket Mortgage, the support for the Taz Show comes directly from my friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, uh, chances are you're confident when it comes to your work or your hobbies or your life. Well, Rocket Mortgage gives you that exact same level of confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. So, with Rocket Mortgage, you can apply simply, understand fully, and you could mortgage confidently, which is the key. You can be confident and rest assured it's all good in the hood when you go to rocketmortgage.com. And speaking of rocketmortgage.com, when you go there to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. So, raw. Um, I saw the bulk of it. You know, uh, you know, a lot of it was the theme of of uh, Bronza Maniac. He's destroying everything. He was fired by by uh, uh, Kurt, and then later on, once uh, you know, uh, Braun snapped and went crazy. Well, Stephanie McMahon called to you know, <laughs> Kurt and rehired him. Uh, horrendous. Um, I, I thought it absolutely sucked. I'm looking at the notes because uh, Seth, as a producer, will write note like not a lot of notes, but just like bullet points of different things that are in any podcast or show. You do that for everybody, not just me. True. And it says lame. So uh, I just wanted to share with people what it says. It was sucked. It's so stupid. I was excited watching the show. You know, we love when Braun goes off and goes crazy. Oh, it was I love it too. Yeah. And being yeah. fired is like this is cool that he got fired, but they ended it in the same show. Ah. You could have carried that all the way. To the rumble, he could have carried it. He could have been. He could have had Triple H pinned against the ground or something. With his foot on his face. Anything like okay, Braun, you can go in the ring. You know, they, they could have carried that for a couple weeks. Dude, you know, he could have been flipping cars in the parking lot. They, they had so much fun with it. They did everything in their power to make. 
Kurt, they do they do this, done this a lot. Look like a complete idiot. They undermine they undermine yeah. his power in character. I'm speaking. They undermine his character. They make him just look, and it's always that he's subservient to Stephanie. You know, leave her out of it. Otherwise, don't 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 have Kurt as the friggin' GM and let Stephanie run the whole friggin' thing. Enough. Really, yeah. it's stupid. It, it just may, what are you putting all the heat on Stephanie for? Who's she working with? At the Royal Rumble. Who's she working with in the garden? Who's she working with at WrestleMania? Stop the shit, really. Let's be honest, man. And why is Kurt scared of everybody all of a sudden? I know. Yeah. He's a yeah. freaking Olympic gold medalist. One of the toughest guys you're ever going to face in the freaking middle of the ring. Why are you going to undercut this guy? They just put him in his freaking Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Annoys the piss out of me. And, and, and watching it. And also, some stuff that was awkward. A lot of people didn't realize. Watch the on-cameras where they, um, they went to an on-camera. They fired Braun. And then it was kind of an awkward moment. Then they go to on camera while Braun's walking to the back. But you didn't know what Braun was doing. It was like no reaction. Then they went to the on camera. The announcers, I felt so bad for these guys. You could see that Vince is telling them or someone's telling them, be uh, concerned. And then they, they show Braun later, uh, not too much later, afterwards going nuts backstage. Then they went back to the on cameras. And those guys were like forcing the issue how um, the sense of urgency and how messed up it was with Braun's doing. But it, it felt forced by the announcers, like someone was screaming in their headset, I've been there, it sucks, <laughs> like it just makes me feel like, thank God I don't work for them no more. Um, you know, uh, but to top it all off, the beginning of this, I have no problem with them doing the stunt with the truck with Braun. I think it's funny, they've done a lot of stuff with him. It's entertaining. It's newsworthy. You know it's a work, but it's cool. I have no problem with the campy. I have no problem with the campy humor with the guy with the cake after uh, Hawkins gets choke slammed and the guy's just holding the cake and he's frozen stiff. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. And they've done a lot of this stuff with Braun backstage where there's some funny stuff. It's it's cool. Campy's good. And I he's like come it. a long way with his his uh, mic skills too. I mean, oh, he, he has. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you said that because I had no idea you were going to say that. But the top, the top of the show, when the back and forth on the mic with Kurt Angle and Braun was, it hurt my ears. It's not what the two men were saying or how they were saying. It just made Braun look like I've said a million times, like everybody else. He doesn't seem special when he's standing there holding a mic back and forth. It seems contrived, worked, fixed. It sucks. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. He is a big son of a bitch. He don't need a mic. Okay, he don't need Kurt Angle. If you want Kurt to be scared of him, Kurt shouldn't get in the ring with him. Don't even get in the ring with him. Keep distance, let Kurt be on the mic, and have the handheld camera pick up the audio of freaking Braun Strowman. It's so easy to do. And he came out with security, and they didn't even come in the ring with him. Oh. How are they going to help him if he's in the ring? And then they're just out walk the by the security on a bunch of indie wrestlers like yeah. we've seen a million times. I mean, so some of this shit is corny, man. I got to tell you, it's corny. Yeah, it, just as a fan though, just Braun—he's just so big and just in and, and crazy. I don't know, just something about him is, is very. Oh, he's got he's the, a magnetism. He's got the it factor. Yeah, There's you're just no drawn doubt. to watching him, whatever he does. There's so. no doubt about it. it does. And the way he throws guys, like I feel like that my kids are four years old. My kids four years old. I don't think I could throw my kid as far as he throws these. 250-pound guys. He's strong as hell, dude. Yeah, it's he's crazy. strong as hell. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff on Raw. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into some of it because some of it didn't, like, have me like, oh, my God, it was amazing stuff. I mean, you know, I thought the uh, the Titus and Cruz, you know, beating the bar, that was fine. I was an upset because of Jason Jones' interruption and the Seth Rollins stuff, but it was a long match. Yeah. It seemed like a long match. I mean, I think you got to make Titus and, and, and Cruz a little more than the, the, if you're going to put them in a match that long. It, it it felt like I, I I was I was like I started losing interest. No knock on these guys. It's just I don't care enough about them yet. So I, I'm jumping over watching the Cavs and the Thunder. I mean I'm jumping back and forth watching this really good basketball game. You know I mean so Warriors. That's yes. what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. I, you know why? You watched the Thunder game too. I did, and yeah. we were talking about the Thunder on my show yeah. on the, with me and Moose. I hear you. Uh, something I thought of, of you when I was watching was a uh, uh, Dash and Dawson. Their, uh, their promo after after the match when they talked about um, we're not sports entertainers oh, we're yeah. pro wrestlers and I was like wow yeah. we never thought we'd hear that and, and on Raw. I didn't think I'd hear it on Raw yeah. by them saying I thought that was cool I've said it about these guys a while back okay they they I guess it's gonna be okay because I just really think they need to change their look they just just wearing the traditional trunks and boots I know why they do it don't tweet me guys I know the story I've covered these guys. On the Taz show for two, three years already since the NXT days. I, I know what they are. 
they still got to look good, okay? And and what they're wearing doesn't flatter them. They're trying to dress like on and Tully, or the, and but they don't look like on and Tully. So you know, and that's fine. They they look fine, and, and they're obviously doing well. Um, I think they need to change it up a little bit. I like the throwback. I got no problem with the throwback. Just change it up a little bit. Uh, I'm just saying. I, I, you know, I wore a singlet for a reason. I didn't have abs. No matter how hard I worked, <laughs> I didn't have abs. I was 250 pounds. Stop I didn't being have abs. pasta. So I didn't. No, but I had to stay 250 at 5'9", 5'8". It's tough, you know, to have muscle mass at 250. So I didn't have abs. So I wore singlet. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's that simple. Uh, there's one problem with that promo too. Is that they were kind of leading on to Raw's 25th anniversary and how all these uh, old school guys are coming back. I know. And they, they, were, uh, they had they uh, Charlie on Caruso say, yeah, like, they're about setting DX. them up. Yeah, of course. To, be, to, be to, to do the job. Yeah. yeah. No, they're going to look get like the, fools. They're going to yes. get Super Kick, Crotch Chop Jones, yes. HPK. It's coming. And, and and that's what it is. Why are you bringing these guys up and right. just going to squash them? Like, they did the same thing to Ascension. Like, they they bring these tag teams up just it, to crush them. It, it, because they don't care about them. It's, it's almost like Triple H. Uh, Vince wants to bust Triple H's balls. It's not just that. It's. Like I told you, Vince, don't trust me. The look that they have bothers Vince. That they're not tall, giant guys. And if you're not tall, giant guys, you'll be able to work and do some crazy spots there. And they don't. And I'm not knocking them. I love their style. I had a similar map based style. So why would I knock their style? I'm just saying, like, uh, they are, you know, HPK is going to super kick them. you know, DX is going to do something to them and Triple Famous H or, or whatever. Yeah. It's, all, it's all, you know, that's fine. I mean, that's, and and most of the fans will love it because, oh, we're reminiscing. But yeah, two young guys in their prime are getting shit on. So that, and that's a fact. So things you want to hear on Dancing with the Table. Is that show even around anymore? I think it is. Uh, you know, and uh, speaking of famous, Billy Gunn, surprisingly, I, I, he's going to be back. He's going to be back in the house. Well, that's good. Good for Billy. You know, because he got, he got fired uh, about, uh, about a year ago or so. And uh, also another surprise is uh, uh, Chris Jericho. You know, just coming off that New Japan show, he's going to be uh, at the 25th anniversary. I that's, think that's pretty uh, cool, too. That's a big deal. And uh, speaking of a big deal, um, there's been some scuttlebutt a little bit. Uh, internally, you've heard some stuff. Maybe some of you guys have heard about a guy that I covered on a long time ago here in the show, the BBB. Um, a guy named Ricochet. You know, I covered him. Uh, well, when he was at Lucha. Prince Puma. Prince Puma, I did. Yeah, I think I did a BBB on him. He uh, officially signed with WWE. So that's a big deal right there. This uh, this is a guy who, you know. And if, you, if you guys don't know him, he's like, you can't take your eyes off him. Yeah. He's, he's incredible in the ring. Incredible. Yep, yep. Yeah, I noticed earlier that Mike Johnson put that on PW Insider. So, uh, you know, give my credit there, and uh, but that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Ricochet's the real dealio, man. He can go. Um, hopefully, they let him. They don't just pigeonhole him in that two hundred five thing. Ugh. You know, um, we saw that happen to Austin Aries, and he didn't want to be pigeonholed. He got the hell out of there, and now he's the new champ, I think, with TNA. So, um, you know, some guys are leaving TNA, like EC three and uh, Lashley, and now uh, my man Aries is back. So it's all good for wrestling at the end of the day. Um, speaking of good for wrestling, I want to come back from break. We will have on the show right here uh, Francine ECW original legendary herself the queen of extreme toughest chick in the building baby she will be right here on the Taz show sit tight all right welcome back here to the Taz show and as promised um legend Legend of Extreme, a, uh, a a person I have a lot of respect for and had the opportunity to, to share a locker room with and work in this, under the same banner with for many years. And we've been both fortunate to be part of something so special. And I'm talking none other than, uh, which I would like to deem the toughest chick in the room, no matter what room you're in. And that's the Queen of Extreme. And that's you, Francine. What's up? I love you. That was the best intro ever. Oh, my you. God. Yo, listen, I, I'm just telling you right now, I will never, I don't know if I've ever told you this, uh, in, you know, all the years we worked together. I might have went after it happened. But the total elimination, that whole thing, oh, I'll never good. forget that. I'm, I, I just, I looked at, I don't, I don't know if it was Paulie or whoever was named, I said, she's dead. We just killed poor Francine. <laughs> and yet you just, just tough as hell. Oh, <sighs> It means so much coming from you. It, it, it really does. And um, yeah, the total elimination was pretty brutal. Um, not going to lie. Pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Perry. I go, Perry, what are you doing? He goes, I know. I feel bad. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. I mean, you know me. I just wanted to like 
do stuff and try to get myself over. So I, you know, give me all your finishers. I don't care. Man, <laughs> you, yeah, anyway. just uh, you know, I, you know, I got to tell you, like all the years, right, knowing each other, and I always, I always wondered, like, because the magic, the chemistry. With you and Shane, you and the franchise Shane Douglas was, and then when you go into that with the triple threat and everything, your chemistry, and, and at that time, as you know, Francine, like, you know, valets, if we'll call them that, seconds, were very popular in, in wrestling, you know? we don't, I don't think we see it as much now, but... Right. And there was a lot. You guys were competing against a lot of talented, you know, male-female duos like that in the industry at that time, but you guys clicked right away whose idea was it was it paul's you shane who put you guys together so here's the story as i remember it um i'm with the pitbulls and we have that angle um and there's that four-way that shane's included in and they they're teasing they're teasing about me and shane but the whole time brian lee is telling me that i'm being put with him Oh, I didn't know so that. So I'm, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'll be with Brian Lee. So now I'm like, oh, great. I go from this girl who's in pleather, which I hate it. Now I got to be a biker chick, and I have to wear leather and biker <laughs> shorts and chaps and whatnot. It just wasn't me, you know? Yeah. Because you know me. I used to wear, like, little sundresses. Like, that's my thing. I know. You I, weren't I, like, like girl, right. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Very much. Funny guy. Brian, Brian's a funny guy, too. Hilarious, as you oh, know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's great. He's yeah. great. Um, so he says, well, who told you that? And I said, well, Brian Lee told me that. Because <laughs> don't listen to Brian Lee. Said, okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm only a couple years like in the business on TV, so I don't want to say too much at this point. And he said, you're going with Shane Douglas. And I said, oh, get out of here. I didn't know. That's how my I am. I am. Oh, okay. And um, he just tells me, you, have, you need to go to a store and find some panties and get his name um, airbrushed on a pair of panties. That's easy. <laughs> no that's problem. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll sort you that. Well, just go to, <laughs> hey, just walk in Target. Hey, can you some panties? Can you airbrush the front? Do- <laughs> out to the mall. Yeah. I knew my butt airbrush. So um, that's, that's what I did. And, and I knew like a week beforehand. But there, there was all this buildup, and like, I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, they're doing a lot with Shane and I. Am I going? But am I going with Brian? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and you know what? But people don't know, like, and I, I know just by knowing the way things were then, especially in the way our locker room was, you know. And you could speak on this from your perspective. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't. No one really, not just you. Most folks, most guys and girls in the locker room did not ask a lot of questions. You didn't. You just kind of kept your nose to the grindstone and just let's get let's get over. And you didn't ask a lot of questions, so you were probably nervous to to even ask Paul. I, I, you know, I, I felt comfortable at this point, but I did, like I didn't want to go against what Brian was telling me, and I didn't want to ruin any plans that Paul had. Like I was, I was just nervous that I would spoil. Something. I'm laughing because I know Brian, and you know Brian, so you know he was probably just doing it because he wanted probably you guys to work together. Brian did, so knowing how goofy he could be, he probably just put that out there with you. Maybe you would go to Paul and say something. That's probably what he was thinking. You know what? Probably. I don't know. I mean, I, w- I was for it. Like I said, Brian's a great guy. Yeah. Um, I think the chemistry with Shane would probably have been better than Brian and I, although I would have made it work, obviously. But um, I just didn't know. What, I, I didn't want to say too much. Right. Well, I don't so I blame you. I kind of laid low. And um, I went out and I bought the panties and did the deal. And then he's like, oh, by the way, you're going through a table. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, by the way. But see, that's the people. I, I have, Seth has got a, a hot mic, too, here, Francine. So, Seth, just okay. so you know, like, Seth, the way it was back then, like, especially with Paul, like, it, it that's how it was. Like, she just said, like, oh, you're going through a table. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, there was no production meetings, no agent <laughs> meetings. Right or wrong, Francine, nothing. No, and, and the, the lineup was on a napkin that yeah. Paul wrote in the car coming down from New York. I want, so, am I right? I want to know, Francine, did he reimburse you for those panties that you had to get spray, uh, airbrushed? I think he did. 
He probably did. I think it was an extra five ninety five for the air. It might have took a while. It might have took a while, but you got the reimbursement. I digress. I'm being a wise guy. Um, I got it eventually. Yeah. There it is. No, but let, yeah. let's talk a little quick here about about you and Shane because I've had the opportunity as a performer and as a wrestler to be in angles against you guys. So, and you know, as you know how I was back then, I was a little bit different than now, as I'm sure you know. You're like laid back now. This is this is a, a nice, easy going Taz. I like it. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know him then. Oh, it was bad. I, I like it. It was bad. Oh, I, no, back in the day it wasn't. I was a little, you know, as you know, it was a little. I took, you were still, no, but listen, you were intense, but you were still a nice person. Thank you. Thank you very Don't much. Don't take that away from yourself. You were always approachable and always a nice person. Well, that's cool to hear from you, a female from the locker room. That's awesome to hear it. You know, some of the boys might not agree, but it's just I was competitive, you know, and that's how, and that's how Shane was. That's how you were, and that's how, you know, look, I, I, that's why it's, it's awesome to talk to you on here for fans to hear, and I know you just recently, and you can plug whenever you want, I know you you recorded something with Medusa for her podcast, I believe, correct? I did, and I have no idea when she's airing it. Okay, so. good. So she'll drop that eventually. So make sure you guys check out Francine with Medusa because Medusa does a great job. But here's the thing. like I, I was so excited to just chat it up with you a little bit because, you know, I, I'd love to hear, like, your take of ECW back then in the locker room. I mean, I lived it. I was in it. I was very close to it, just like you. So some would think, well, Taz, you would know. Yeah, I, I knew the locker room from my perspective as a performer, as a character, as a talent, as a, as a businessman. But I'd love to get not just your overview, but as a female in the business at that time. Because as you know, it's different now for women in wrestling. Right. Well, here's the thing that, that bothers me that, that I kind of recently just found out was, was a big thing, and, and it was so over my head, I, I didn't really catch on at the point. Um, so, Shane, we, we do a thing up in New York. We do, like, a Legends thing for High Spot, okay. if I can mention that. Okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And he gets all the boys up there, and, and we do, like, a roundtable thing, and there's a, there's a different topic right. um, every hour. And so Shane and I are, are on the panel together. And he starts telling a story about how, you know, all the boys thought that we were together for real. I, I thought I, I thought that for a short time. Then I, I realized, like, you were, yeah, I, I did. I would swear on a stack of Bibles. Okay. I would take a, uh, a lie detector test. I have never been with Shane Douglas romantically. The okay. only time was in the ring. I, well, like, I know. So I, everybody thought it. Though. I didn't mind that the fans thought it, but now I, I'm looking back and I'm just like, oh my God, like my peers thought that. You guys did a great job. I you thought guys so. did a great job. Seth's right. It's not funny, guys. No, but but to, to Seth's point, you guys did a great job, both of you guys, and with Shane's promo work, yours, your, and just how you physically would be with him. He was with you. How you'd react for him when something negative or positive happened to his character, you know, like you you, you guys sold that. So you worked not just the fans, but you worked the boys, which you know was very I know, hard. Yeah. I know, but picture being a female that like you're saying yeah and then he's a married guy yeah true and that's not good right we're going to pittsburgh <laughs> i'm staying at his house yeah yeah with, with his wife <laughs> like what did that make me look like i, know, you know? And not... <laughs> I told him recently i said you know i really wish you didn't go that route with him mm. and um he was just like yeah but it worked and, and i'll tell you story. We went to, it was either 7-Eleven or Wawa one night, and I stayed in the car with Damien Saren. Yep. Damien was with us, merchandise guy. Yep, I remember Damien. Yeah. Yep, 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 I know, and sad. So yep. Shane, runs, Shane runs in, and uh, he comes back out, and he throws, um, first of all, he throws a Magnum condom. <laughs> okay, Magnum, okay, whatever. Um, so... I wouldn't know, but I think he was putting himself over. But anyway. Oh, that's what Shane, you know how he is. Of course, that's right. what he's going to do. <laughs> so he throws it at me, and I said, well, what's this for? And he said, oh, um, Paulie was behind me in line, so I, I grabbed one. And, you know, and he winks. And I go, that's not funny. That's not funny. It's messed up. Seriously, I'm in the car with you. He uh. thinks that you're going to do that thing on me, and you're not. And that's not funny. Look, Shane, as you know, was very good at, he did light ribs. He wasn't a mean ribber. I've been a victim of a few of his light ribs. Yes, he he's he's a douche when it comes to that. I love him, but believe me, I want to strangle him. No, but yeah, he would do little things like that. He was funny, entertaining, he still is. Uh, but no, really, with you guys, as a, as a unit, 
you know, yourself and him, and it really just was. And I guess you knew. Did you? You probably knew right away once you guys started working together that this was working. I, yeah, we. I mean, we got along great. He was like an older brother. He taught me so much about the business, like because he's got a great mind. Of course, you yeah. know, he's got a great mind for the business. Yep. Um, and he, he was fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was intense, but he was fun in this in the same token. Um, and we clicked like right away. Yeah. And uh, you know, we we had such heat, which was scary but great. Well, listen. I, mean, I, I just I want you to know, Francine. You would have you would have looked a lot better in orange and black than gold and black. I'm just letting you know that, okay? You know, you had Fonzie. <laughs> I was never approached by you guys. I would have jumped at the. Team. I didn't ask for Fonzie. I would have rather you. <laughs> Come on, Fonzie was great. <laughs> Brian Lee was asking for you too. Just to let you know. <laughs> You're too much. <laughs> He was, uh, I think Taz and I should be together. No, no I'll tell you. But it's funny we said that you, you thought people thought that you and Shane were together. And now it's like Bolly Moore, I guess, as a mom now and as a wife, you look at it a lot different, correct? I just, yes. And I just don't want my peers like yourself and anybody else to think, oh my God, look at that floozy running around. She's with this guy. She's sleeping at his house. The wife is in the house. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a good look. Nobody, listen, know? all can decide. I thought early on, like when you got, I'm like, uh, before I got into the angle against Shane, and I would watch you guys on the monitor in the back, and I'm like, I would say to myself, wow, they're, they're either really, I know they're both talented workers, but. They're working me. I think they're kind of like, you know, whatever. So I just moved on. And then a, a few weeks later, I asked somebody. I remember who. It might have been Tommy, whoever. And I'm like, no, they're not together. I'm like, oh, okay. And that was it. So I just moved on. Like, I just assumed it. And then I realized someone smarted me up that you guys weren't. Because, you know, we always just, just go to work and mind our business and do our job. And, you know, and everybody just, we were just all trying to get over. And, and that, I think that's what made ECW work. Because we were, you know, everybody thinks, as you know, uh, everybody thinks that we were all just one big happy family, and that's not really true. Um, I think we were one big respectable family towards each other, but there was a lot of tension, but in a good way. To me, like I've been in, not as many as you, but I've been in a lot of locker rooms. Uh, that was my favorite locker room. Right. right. I I felt the most comfortable in in the original ECW. I mean, I could. It was like apples and oranges when I went to WWE, and you saw me there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to hide in the locker room with a book. Um, I, I didn't politic. I, I would go to catering, eat, and then come right back. Cause it just wasn't It wasn't for me. Right. Um, so it was my favorite locker room. And, and there were, uh, in anything, you know, we were like brothers and sisters. People fought and, and this and that. But at the end of the day, I think we all just wanted to succeed. And uh, for me, I was generally happy when somebody did well out there because that reflects in my paycheck as well. Correct. Hey, Francine, uh, so, Francine, you're a parent like I am and like Taz is. And, you know, one day, you know, all, all of your ECW is there online for the world to see. Do you, do you ever think about when your kids are going to see your stuff or how you're going to show them what you did and <laughs> what mommy was, you know, mommy did back I in the day? Dread it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to hide that as much as possible. Oh, good luck. You're too funny. Oh, my God, um, you're too much. You know, I'm, I'm like um, a volunteer mom. I am the, the homeroom parent. Um, oh, I boy. Yeah. volunteer a lot at my kids' schools. No one knows who I am. No, everybody knows me as, oh, that's Molly's mom. That's Connor's mom. That's just it. just it, listen. Just keep kayfabing, brother. You know. Just, I'm a worker, man. I will deny, deny, deny. <laughs> that's not me. It's my sister. <laughs> so no parents no parents know yet? None of the other kids' parents recognize no you or knew? Oh, wow. No, well, if they're listening now, maybe, but I, you know. You could still deny no. it. That's okay. <laughs> I will. You have, no, you have nothing but to be proud of what you've done. I understand what you're saying, I, you know, and as a female, I guess, because you you, know, you, you weren't risque, but it was a different time. Well, you were a little risque, but it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time, though, in wrestling, and, you know, it's different now, and I'd love to get your perspective on that because I don't know how much you watch the business and stuff. I assume you watch a little bit, but, yeah. you know, uh, I really think um, as a guy who called a lot of uh, diva matches in WWE and knockout matches in, in, in TNA and then seeing how wrestling for females, they're looked at in more regard of athletes and talented wrestlers as opposed to just TNA eye candy and you know what I mean? What's your mm -hmm. perspective? you agree with that? And what's your stance on how things are today for the girls? I think now is, is a great time to be a female wrestler. 
Um, they uh, look at look at what's coming up in a couple of weeks with the Royal Rumble. Like yeah. it's amazing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. They're finally getting a chance to to be um, showcased and not just on the sides. Or I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love the way Paul used me. I mean, I was involved in, in some of the biggest angles that the company ever had. Yep, that's so right. So I, I don't think that, that I was overlooked. Uh, I'm just talking about, like, in WWE, I know years ago the girls were lucky if they had three minutes, including their entrances. And, and now they're, they're uh, you know, headlining Raws, and they're, and they're getting yeah. all this uh, time, which I think is great. Plus, they're outstanding workers. It's not like they're just doing bra and panties. I, I mean, it's come such a long way. It is an evolution for them, and and it makes me want to be a fan again and want to watch more to see what they're doing. Because because I love when the women evolve, and it's it's just uh, we should be proud. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, you, yeah, you definitely should. I mean, as a as a former male competitor, I'm proud for the girls, and even on the independent uh, circuit. I don't know how much you pay attention to it, Francine, but it's a uh, uh, female. There's a high demand man for talented female wrestling intergender wrestling i'm not a big fan of intergender wrestling but it is a popular thing and you know a lot of these girls can flat out go in there with the guys and knuckle up i mean so it's uh it's and especially i think with the popularity too with mma with females in mma you know that that helps too right right and and i know back because i i trained in 93 uh, i guess i'm showing my age a little bit here um when i trained i had to do a tryout match in front of uh todd gordon and i had to wrestle a full match who, bro- who broke you who broke you in i came in by myself and jt smith trained me oh. I, I didn't know it sold i didn't know jt trained i didn't i love jt yes. good dude yeah yes you know how i got to the school i saw a commercial no way oh wow i was watching i i lived in philadelphia at the time and it was at 6 o'clock on a Tuesday evening, and, and Eastern Championship Wrestling was on at that time. Right. It was a sports channel, Philly, I think. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, and they used to be in Media PA or something, the, the studio, I think it was. I think that's where it was. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, the commercial came on, and I watched, I watched for about a month or so. And the commercial came on, and it said, hey, you want to be a wrestler, a manager, a referee? Call this number. And I was working as... Um, uh, in life insurance in Center City, and I hated it. And I looked at this, and I said, "Oh, I, I could do that." <laughs> well, you did it. <laughs> no, but you did no, it, and, and that's a great story. It's awesome because um, I remember. So ninety three. That's when I had my first match in ECW against Sabu. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, and that was uh, probably a year before Heyman took completely over, right? I would guess that's when that was. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah because I, I started training. Um, Eddie Gilbert was around. Yep, yep. Uh, but I dealt with Todd because when, when I when I called the number, it was Bob and Lex who answered. Yeah, or, uh, great, great answer. people. Yep, yep. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And um, they answered the phone, and they told me, <laughs> they said, you have to go down to this pawn shop. <laughs> you thought you it was... Know, <laughs> this, this story. Okay. <laughs> so here I am, 20 years old. And I have to go to a pawn shop, and, and I'm scared to death because I, I've never met a wrestler in my uh, Hold life. on. I know where you're going. I'm not going to upcut you. I know where you're going. That's why I'm laughing because I know where you're going. Okay, continue. I get the joke. Okay. <laughs> so I, I said to my dad, God, so please take me to this place because I don't know who's going to answer this door. Like, I'm really scared. So he drives me, but he stays in the car. Yeah. I have to buzz my way through this pawn shop, and I'm, I'm greeted at a window with this thick plexiglass, and they're like, Oh, you're here to see Todd. And I said, I'm assuming that's who I have to see. They buzz me in another room, and then there's a back room that I walk in, and there's Todd's shoes desk with, like, no papers on it. (laughs) Ah, Oh, my God. (laughs) Standing there, and he's just staring at me, and he goes, yeah. He goes, you're pretty. You probably won't have to bump. You had no idea what he was talking about. And for, well, I didn't know what a bump was. That's what so I mean. I yeah, like, that's, yeah, is that a good thing? Like I don't even know. And I was supposed <laughs> to be trained by Larry Winters, but the times didn't work out, so I ended up with JT. Wow. So now, so for those that don't know, Todd Gordon owned a pawn shop. P A W N. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what they don't know, Francis. It wasn't porn. Yeah. It was a pawn shop for jewelry and yes. So, uh, you That's know, imagine great. a girl, she has no knowledge of the business. She's being buzzed into five million rooms, and then this man is just leaning on this chair. Let's like, get her in the back ball. room and South Philly in the pawn shop. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> tremendous. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you. So I didn't know that that's when you 
broke in was in 93. So you really, man, you really grassroots of Eastern. You came up within Eastern Championship Wrestling. I didn't know that. I did not know that. I didn't. I, I really never worked under the banner Eastern. And I, when I first started, like when they first started inviting me to shows, Paul had just come in. Hmm. So we were at uh, Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania, and they told me to come. And Paulie looks at me and he says, you're going to be Miss Montgomeryville. And I said, oh, okay. And he's like, you want a fake beauty pageant. So you're going to ring the bell, and uh, 911's going to choke slam you. How's that sound? <laughs> I go, that sounds great. <laughs> I, think I, was, I think I was on that show. I'm pretty sure. I, that rings a bell, no pun intended. I think and, I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm ringing the bell, and he just comes out of nowhere and grabs me by the hair and brings me in there and choke slams me. And, and the whole thing is just... Oh, like it was yeah, that. Yeah, thing, pop, yeah. Know? Could you imagine and, um, today, like, you can't, like, do man-on-woman violence in wrestling? You know? Could I you guess, imagine? No, I don't know, but they, <laughs> they took me out to the back into a car and brought me right home. Like, I didn't even go to the locker room. Because, and now, for those who don't know what Francie's saying, she's protecting, the company was protecting the business in kayfabe, and so we didn't yeah. show her walking around, you know, and that's how it was. And I'm so glad you just said that. So for any newer wrestlers into this or newer wrestling fans, you know, um, I think we had that, to your point, in ECW for a good while, for several years, where we protected right. the protected the business. A lot of us did that. We had to. Yeah, I mean, nowadays you see the, some, excuse me, some of the workers are taking a big bump, but then they're walking around afterwards, changed over, and like, go to the back. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. You know? I, I remember times driving <clears throat> would be like um, – Driving to like Jim Thorpe, it'd be like me, Tommy, Paul, and like uh, let's say let's say it was I think one time it was actually Chris Benoit, and I had to wrestle Chris, and so Chris got out of the car like early. We dropped, we met somebody else, and so we didn't arrive. Him and I at the building together, you know, like we protect the business, you know. That's how it was. Well, I'll give you one better than that, Taz. Do you remember the requiem for a pitbull angle with yeah, the halo? The halo okay. gimmick, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're ha and I don't remember the town, but we're having a big show, and it's supposed to be all about Gary, and we weren't supposed to be at that show. We we were like banned from the show. Right, I, I remember this story a little bit. Yes, yes. Okay, so we arrive at the show in a trunk of a car. I, did, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, it was it was great. It's that had to be Shane. That had to be Shane's idea. Had to be. Shane had gas, and. <laughs> It was at least a good 15-minute ride, and I died the whole trip. It was very uncomfortable and bumpy and stinky. Too many, and, uh, too many, too many egg whites for brother, I guess. <laughs> but, but going back to your point, yeah, we, we didn't want anyone to see us get and, – and I keep telling him, why couldn't we just put, like, an Afghan over us in the back seat? That would have worked. I that could have low, you know. Do, we, no, we, we don't have blankets? We can't cover us? What are we doing? No. <laughs> we had to go in the trunk of the car, and, and we did. And that's how we, we went through the back. I remember going, they, they told us we had to go through the garage. And we did, and then we popped out of the trunk. Yeah, and, um, it's those no days. Come in the building. Those days are gone, you know, for the most part. <laughs> you know, really are. I mean, and I, you know, I guess because you know, obviously, fans are smarter to the industry, and I yeah. guess you know, the offices and promoters accept that. I think there's still probably a little bit of kayfabe going on here and there. You know, if you could keep stuff, it's very hard now with social media. I don't, I don't even know if we would have had the success we did in ECW, Francine. I don't know what you think. If if there was social media around back then. You know, I, I think if we were smart, we would have. But if you see people working angles and then they're, you know, kissing on Instagram or hanging yeah. out, and I think you, you need to be smart about what you post. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Yeah, you know, and and it's funny with this Twitter because I, it's it's like I I've just been born. I I haven't had anything since MySpace. Tremendous. Well, yeah, you kind of resurfaced like you just kind of disappeared, which I respect disappearing. But but you're, you're back now, and so people, um, I, you know, they're starting to jump on and follow you on Twitter. If you want to follow Francine, please go on Twitter and follow her at ECW Diva Francine, um, and follow her on there. We'll retweet later in the audio from this this episode, Seth, and we'll make sure we tag Francine. Yes. And, I, and I really didn't want to put the word Diva in my name, but because I'm so late to the party, like 10 years late, none of my names were working. <laughs> That's the only name that, that they would give me on Twitter. Oh, so. my God. That's funny. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what's with the Diva gimmick? What is that? <laughs> You're a mess. It really are. I kept trying to 
trying to put like ECW Francine or Queen of Extreme, something that you know, and <clears throat> nothing works. Oh my god! So what's it's going great. on? What have you been up to? I mean, obviously raising a family is a full time job. What what else is what's is that your main deal? Like, what's going on? I you know I'm like a, a woman of leisure. I get to stay home. Um, yeah, I, I don't really work. My husband That's is awesome. a farm agent, so he yeah, we have a business. He runs it. And, Good. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I volunteer a lot at my kids' schools. I I take I'm a caregiver. My my mom lives with us, and she's sickly, so I take oh, care of her. That's nice. Um, yeah, and um, but my my husband was saying the kids are older now. If if you want to try and and take some bookings, it's okay with me because I can handle it here so i said you know what why not you were you guys um, together when like did you guys hook up after like ecw like i'm just curious what he thought of your career if he saw it if he was with you when it happened we were together um in the fake ecw the fake ECW. <laughs> God, I know. I was there too. It sucked. I hated it. I remember. It was hard. I didn't like it either. Yeah, I hated I it. I was thankful for the opportunity. Don't get me wrong. I made a little bit of money. Right. Uh, but it wasn't anything that I was promised. And gosh, I, I tried my hardest to. I just kept telling them I want to work. They didn't let me work. Yeah. You know, so that whole hey. thing was a mess, yo. That whole thing was just on a million levels, as you know. I mean, it was just just poopy, you know. Just really, you got to go on. Uh, you know what you have to do because I know Shane. Shane has a very good uh, podcast. He's kind of doing yeah. it like a year now. I'm assuming you guys work, so I'm sure eventually you'll be on. I think that's a must listen. Hearing you on Shane's podcast, that would be great. The stories will be uh, phenomenal. Just don't bury me. Sure. That's all I'm asking you. I never, guys. I've never buried you. I know. You guys never got physical, right? Cause I don't remember you ever hitting a girl. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I didn't. I'm sure Paul wanted you to. Uh, he wanted I, me to, I wanted to. I know you did, because <laughs> I, I know how you are. And this girl here, Francine, would have said, "Okay, Taz is going to suplex me, no problem." I mean, I was taking, I was taking three in a row. I didn't care. Like I wanted to take every guy's finisher. I know. Well, but it didn't happen. Well, then because the total elimination is bad enough. Well, that I'll never forget that as long as I live. But but the thing is, like, okay. because you. I felt like you never said this. No one, no one said this about you. I always felt like you just, you know how hard the guys were all working, and and I think that, and again, I'm maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth. You could correct me if I'm wrong, and please do. Like I felt like you just wanted to get that respect, and you wanted to show the boys, hey, I can do this too, and and I, you had that respect like immensely. Like we all respected you seriously. Great, thank you. And and yeah. th is that how you were thinking? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I just, I figured the more I did, the the more people would would think that I deserved to be in that locker room. Right. So yep. anytime somebody would say, "Oh, do you want to do this?" I'd say, "Sure." Right. And yeah. Never said no. The only the only time that I've said no was right towards the end, and it was uh, I don't it was one of the last pay per views that we had, but we weren't getting paid. And Paul, Paul wanted me and Jack Victory to climb the ladder simultaneously and meet at the top. Oh, man. And then I don't know if it was Carino or one of the boys was going to push the ladder. And Jack and I were going to fall to the outside oh up from the top of the ladder, like through a table or something. Right. Mm. And I just looked at him and I said, Paul, like, we're not getting paid, and if I break something, do we have the insurance to cover that? Oh, that's a that's a ridiculous question. You know better than that. Come on. Well, and he just kind of looked at me. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> well, granted, I didn't do the spot, but I would have did it if we were getting paid and everything was copacetic. But this was years later, too. This is when you were already... at the end. Right. This, this is at the, the end. So you earned your stripes tenfold you were a general you were not a private you were you were you were in in that's a good choice you made. Yeah, yeah you did the right thing on that and you know i just want to tell you well you know publicly i want to thank you because not just for coming on here on on my show but but i want to thank you because all those years i don't think i ever thank you you know, uh, I had a lot of uh, fortune working angles with Shane. I felt Shane and I had good chemistry and people liked our angles, you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I want to thank you because you you got me over without even trying. You know, the, the way you would sell, your facial expressions and your yelling and, and even on promos with Shane and all of the angles I had with the franchise, you know, you, you helped get me over, you know, and 
you know, that that stuff. No, don't cry. <laughs> no, but I'm serious because that stuff. Um, I knew it then too. I just was very, uh, you know, back then. You knew me then. I was just, I was very, and I've talked to like many guys on my show here about this. ECW, like Van Dam and I talk. We joke about it. Like I, Sabu and I've talked about it. I took myself ultra serious back then. I was kind of, I didn't handle my push right. I was immature about it because it took me so long to get the push that once I got it, I was very protective of the push. So right. I, I handled it very immaturely. Now, uh, older as a dad and and married, I, you know, just older. I understand understand where some people didn't like me and I and I understand now how appreciative I am even of people like Sabu who got me over or Shane or Van Damme Aww. or yourself who you and I never wrestled each other but you got me over and I want to thank you for that well I, that touched me you I am so grateful that you said that but I feel like everybody got everybody over we tried you I think so me. I mean, strides. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we all helped each other. So you did as much for me and for Shane as we did for you. So I, I thank you very much. Yeah, cool. I, I, and, and I appreciate that. And it's just like, um, you know, I, I, I've... I've been fortunate in ECW, just like you have, and and I just remember those times. And and I gotta say, it's cool that people can go on that WWE Network and see a lot of stuff that just all the different angles all of us done. And but yet, it's I, there's a part of me that feels like it just shouldn't be on WWE's website. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like it's just I like we did was lightning in a bottle, you know, and. All the great stuff, so many of us done from Raven to you guys, you and Shane, and, and then the Triple Thread, and the Dudleys, and the Eliminators, and the Gangsters, and the Van Damme Sabu, and uh, you know, the BWO, I mean, I'm missing, who am I, I'm missing? Sandman. Sandman, of course, Sacrifice, everybody. Sandman, everybody, the Pitbulls, I mean, Eliminators, I think I said, it's just a whole, I mean, Mikey Whipwreck, a bunch of, just Joey Styles' work was amazing, Paulie's work was amazing, you know, mm -hmm. all, I mean, I, I hope I didn't miss that. I probably missed a couple people, but I don't mean to. Like, the FBI, come on. The FBI, oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, but really, just we just. Pablo Marquez. Pablo Marquez, yes. <laughs> but, you know, listen, it was just a great time, and it's. um. You know, I believe in move, moving forward. I'm sure you do too. But yet, it's nice mm -hmm. to reminisce a little bit with somebody who, who you know, we, we, we lived it, you know? So it's. We it's, did live it. Yeah. And isn't it amazing to this day, you still hear ECW chants, and like, from, from a guy, let's. let's Take Rhino, for example, that, that is, is established in ECW, but he's worked in, in WWE for years now, and they still chant ECW yes. to him. Yes. Like, yes. I noticed that on, and I'm, it's like 20 years later, I'm just like, my gosh, we really made a difference in this industry, and that, that makes me so proud that I was in that locker room. So. Yeah, it's a big deal, and that's a great Amazing. point. Yeah, no, it really is. And um, as, a, as a fan, ECW, you influenced the, the greatest, most successful time in wrestling history, and it was, a lot of that came from ECW, and I saw that as a fan. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was crazy. It makes me so mad that we went bankrupt. <laughs> we were just so, we being tasted, and then it was gone, and it's like, what just happened? I know. It's so sad. I know, but, I know. But we have our memories. So. You had to bring the whole chat down, didn't you, Francine? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I'm Debbie Downer. You're like, yeah, but we have our memories anyway. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, once or twice I have thought of that. Yes, yeah. I have. Yes. <laughs> You've been out in the public eye for like 20 years. Like, hey, by the way, why would we go out of business? <laughs> it's tremendous. You diva. You're too much. Yeah. ECW diva. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're everything but, listen, you are everything but a diva, but that is your Twitter <laughs> handle. So, anyway. The only name that Twitter would take. Because someone so has the real Francine name, and it's not real Francine. How messed up is that? No, no. I'm stuck to call myself, like, Ethel or something. Ethel. <laughs> Nothing sick. ECW Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate you coming on for a few minutes oh, and shooting the bull. Thank you so much. It's, this was so fun. Uh, it's great to catch up with you. And, um... And like I said, I know I know you guys recorded you and Medusa re recorded something. So you, you folks out there, keep an eye on um, in the podcast verse there for where Medusa drops her stuff. And I'm assuming soon uh, Shane Douglas will have you on. I would assume, you know. So yeah, we'll probably do something with Shane, and then uh, real quick, I'll be at WrestleCon in April. So WrestleCon, hey, where is that? That's in New Orleans. Oh, I don't, I don't do a lot of these gimmicks. I, I, well, it's wherever WrestleMania is, that's where Wrestle, WrestleMania is. Don't get hot. Hey, relax, Seth. Yeah. Don't get hot, Mark. <laughs> I got this Mark yelling at me, for instance. <laughs>
So I told you I changed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) WrestleCon, New Orleans. What's the date again? Uh, what, April 5th, 6th, Yeah, that 7th. sounds right. There's Google. They can check on Google. There's a new thing now, it's Francine. Like- it's called Google. It's a new thing out there. I know. Google's amazing. I just discovered it. It's amazing. <laughs> You're too funny. You're crazy. Uh, look, it's hey, good. I still use encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Oh, my God. You got like a Rolodex for your phone. You can actually put your phone numbers, you know, in your phone now. It's this new thing. You can actually log phone numbers in your phone, your cell phone. <laughs> I still use a beeper. Anyway, um, well, listen. was amazing. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I wish you nothing but success with whatever you do. I, I and, and I love you. Uh, you. You were awesome to me. Um, I consider you a friend. I wish I could see you somewhere. I know you hibernate with your family, and I, and I respect that. But if we ever do cross paths, I was more than likely want to have dinner with you now. Same you're such here. A nice person. Thank you so much. So. I, I, I appreciate that, Francie. You no, know, really. And and uh, God bless you and your family. And thanks so much for coming on here. We got to have you on again. It's just, just the beginning. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You keep in touch. All right. All right, Francie. Take care. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thank you. So there you go, Francine, right there, uh, legendary, uh, and I don't mean that in, a, in an, like an old lady. She's far from an old lady, but she, um, she's just, she is the best. If you guys couldn't tell, if you're new um, to hearing about ECW, this thing that was around a few years ago that kind of got over, uh, she was a big part of why ECW got over, a huge part. I'm yeah. just thinking, man, you know, because I have kids in school. Imagine if like that was one of the moms that one of the you know student uh, <laughs> when you, all the kids come to school and the parents come. Like, oh, I'm a Googler. Holy crap, what? <laughs> Yo, she downplays like she's just a regular mom with a sundress. Yeah, the, the scrap with that. One of these women want to scrap with her at a soccer game? Good luck. <laughs> she will whoop your ass. So <laughs> you don't want to tangle with her, I'm telling you. Well, another great edition of Taz Show in the book. So we finally be live on Thursday or what? What are we doing? Um... That's hopefully. There you go. I got people all pissed now. I got two days. I got two days to get that done. So, Uh, yeah. On that note, I gotta go. I look. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Taz Show. Uh, Be back Thursday, and also we got a throwback snack dropping Friday, and that's the dealio. Uh, We love everybody in this world. You know that. Uh, For the Seth here, the KFJ producing uh, like a stud. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram on my picture don't result in getting paid now i've been wondering where the party at cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the bacardi at so go and pour another drink just to get away we gotta live it up carolina here to stay i'm hoping i won't let you go